Welcome to the Super X, a not too serious bike that goes nowhere podcast. This is Sheldon. And I'm Meredith. Meredith, um, let you kick us off with uh, something not so great news, but uh, something we wanted to talk about. Yeah, this this is um, an unofficial Echelon podcast, and I just we lost someone very special in our community, and you know I could talk about her because um, I had some wonderful interactions with her, but I wanted to do it in the words of the people who really knew her the best, and it is um, Aggie, and her leaderboard name was Ride Through Dis, and it always made me so happy when I saw it. Um, but unfortunately we got the news, um, from her best friend and I'll just read what she said. Hello everyone. This is Angie. Aggie left us very peacefully this morning. She gave me control of her Facebook account so I could speak to her friends. Here's a brief obit. Aggie Yatsko peacefully left this life on Sunday, February 19th, 2023. She was born in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania on May 13, 1975. She met and married her husband, Tim, and joined the United States Army. The couple were stationed in several different locations, including Hawaii. She earned her BA in Business Administration and Management from National Lewis University. In 2001, she and Tim relocated to the Washington, D.C. area, where she would live and work for the rest of her life. She worked for the Distilled Spirits Council of America, the Audubon Society, and the World Wildlife Fund, where she rose to the position of Director of Prospect Management. Aggie completed five marathons and many road races. She loved traveling, nationals games, baking, movies, her book club, her all-time favorite band, Weezer, and helping others who needed her. She's survived by Tim and her two dogs, Egret and Tink. And she... um ask that people instead of flowers and things consider donating to the world wildlife fund or cancer research well thanks mayor um yeah yeah it's uh yeah. sad to see you know i mean again she she always kept up uh you know i remember seeing her on the boards and seeing her on the posts and um had good just an energy that kept that kept going despite the yeah. struggle she was she was facing you know? Well, I think um, B Rand. Um, also, I I love B. Um, she's been very open about her journey as well, mm-hmm. and she wrote um, on the Facebook community page. I know not everyone here will remember Aggie, but I want to let those that do know that she passed away this morning. She used to post the most inspirational, kick-ass post about her rides on here while she was going through chemo. She loved to post her sweaty, sparkly selfies, and she often sent me and others invitations to join her on a ride, which meant even on days I didn't feel like it, I got on the bike myself just to see her on the leaderboard. I know she credited this bike and this community with keeping her spirits up and her body strong, so I thought it was important to share that with everyone here today. The time you put into taking care of yourselves and the messages you all leave here do matter. And you're inspiring someone else too. If you get on a ch- get a chance, hop on your bikes and honor honor Miss Aggie. She would love to be remembered that way. Um, and that happened. Um, mm-hmm. A group of the Strong and Flexi girls, because she was such a big part of that community and had a team, um, did a strength ride uh, or strength um, class with mm-hmm. Jamie on demand, and. When she 
wasn't able to participate anymore, her squad changed their name to Aggie Squad. Um, and they were Molly, Brooke, uh, Colleen, Evelyn, Beth, and Jen. And they busted their butts and got the first uh, spot that next nice. month in September. Yeah. And so for the workout, they wore her favorite color, royal blue and big floppy hats. Uh, they shared their sweaty selfies on the Strong and Flexi page. Uh, they thanked Angie for the inspiration, uh, who was Aggie's best friend. And um, said it was awesome. Everyone who participated to honor Aggie, it was awesome to see everyone on the leaderboard. And then just one last thing I wanted to say. Aggie's words herself. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So here it is. I have triple negative breast cancer. The reason I say have, even though doctors chopped it out of me in June, is because I have a 50% chance to make it five years. So in Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I'm asking each of you to vote in your best interest and vote for people who see healthcare as a human right. Check your tatas. Early detection can save lives. And October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, um, but I just thought it was a good, good thing. If, if we can do one thing, it would be to remind people to ride for their health and to get your exams checked. And guys, you, you get checked too. So that, that's all. I just... I felt like she's such an important part of the community and made so many people smile and be happy that we should honor her. I think it makes sense. That's what yeah. we do. That's what we do. Well, oh, okay. Well, that was, thank you, Meredith, for doing that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, folks that, uh, whether they knew her or not, I think could be inspired by her as a, as a human being. Absolutely. And, uh, her story uh, needed to be told. But um, and she would want us all to keep riding and keep laughing, keep loving on our doggos and and loving life. So that's what we do. That's what we can do to honor her. That's what we do. Okay. Well, on that, let's laugh mm -hmm. a little. Okay. So, um, well, let's see. I traveled. A yes. Times been traveling. Was that funny? Was that? It, it, well, did it was. Make you, laugh? <laughs> it, you would think so. Uh, I tell you, I was uh, just. Snow, snowstorms were chasing me. I yeah. had to like divert, you know, change flights like two or three times just to avoid getting stuck in snowstorms over the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And it's just it, coming after me, Meredith. I don't know what to do. But I did try to find gyms and stuff like that. But I, I totally misread one play here. Uh, there was one gym, one place I was going to. I was going to, I'm not going to get the name of the, the, of the, the town, but it's a real, pretty small town in, in itself in the midwest and i'm like, okay oh there's a there's like a double tree I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure i can uh can stay there and uh they'll have like a decent gym and so, so i book it i land and i drive up and, and I, I swear to god in my brain even looking at it as i drove up it was a double tree mm -hmm. and, and my whole time I got, it's normally i often book those because they're mm -hmm. you know they're hilton properties and they have like often have uh it's not the echelon bike but they have a spin bike mm -hmm. and i can go do it I get in there and I'm like, I start talking to the front desk person. Like, Where's your gym? He goes, oh, um, we actually don't have a gym here. I went, what? I'm like, no gym at all. And she's like, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, they're, it, we're renovating. So I'm looking at the, the, the wall, the side of the wall, and it's a Fairfield Inn, which I don't know why I had my head. I booked yeah. a double tree. It's a Fairfield Inn. Nothing against a Fairfield Inn, but I know I don't expect them to have. Right. The, I know this is a very first world problem. <laughs> But in my brain, it's it, it, what happens. I'm, I'm I'm booking stuff really quick and fast. Mm -hmm. I'm getting up at three and 
3.50 in the morning to go to the airport a lot of these trips. Right. And my brain is fuzzy. And it's just like, yeah. uh, you know, I, and I had driven three hours to get to this little town. Uh, uh, and I'm just like, in my head, it was a double dream. No <laughs> amount so of coffee that. can fix that. No, no. Yeah. So I actually had to go find myself a, a like a Planet Fitness kind of thing locally mm. and uh, managed you- to actually get my workout in. So I was happy with that. You've actually started a little trend of people who now feel um, like they can admit that when they're on vacation, they have ridden a pee bike and they, they are posting about it. anytime they want to. <laughs> it's not a dirty word. You're getting your workout in. It, look. <laughs> but they're like, you, I feel brave enough to share this here because I know, Sheldon Katie did was it. So, was so funny with that. <laughs> she, we, or, you know, we've, yeah. We, yeah, anyways, we, we it's now a Katie Hodges podcast. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. But um, yeah, I mean, look, guys, if you're out and, and don't, there's no shame in riding another kind of bike. Look, you have you're part of the Echelon community. It's what you love, what you do. Ride your Echelon all you can. But look, if you're don't don't skip a workout or don't feel right. bad about riding another no. kind of bike. I mean, who cares? Who cares? You're getting exercising to an outlet mall and actually took a picture to make my friends giggle with a, a Peloton sports bra. Cause they I had that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put it on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it didn't touch my skin. Did, I just held the hanger. Did you like <laughs> sprinkle it with the holy water? No, I, I'm kidding. Yes. No, of course not. We yes. love everyone exercising every way they can. Absolutely. And then people have Pelotons and people have echelons and people have eye fits and Every one of us just wants one thing. It's to be healthy and just, you know, find your, you find yeah. what works for you and find the Absolutely. community that works for you. That's all we can hope for. It's, you know, the only reason, yeah, we're, we're echelon centered podcast, mm-hmm. but you don't see it in our name at all. Right. It's no, we talk we don't about want to be sued. fitness. <laughs> well, there's that. Our opinions are. I was giving a little more credit than that. But. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> No, we're really open-minded and fair and don't want yeah. to be sweet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it's been a couple of things. I got I got new biking shoes. Very excited oh, about that's that. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I just needed some I needed some uh I wanted some for outdoor riding more than anything uh-huh. uh, that did not have laces. And my oh, other ones yeah. were like kind of mountain bike shoes that had laces on them. Oh gosh. And they were fine, but I didn't want to get Spun because I'm clipped in. If, yep. if, it spin, if it gets spins up, I can't clip out. I'm, I'm stuck. So and I got some without laces. I am like a three year old. Like my my <laughs> laces are always undone. I'm walking with friends around the outlet mall, and I'm like, oh my shoes untied. I gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> got double tie my shoes like a kid. I don't <laughs> know what's Velcro, wrong with me. Get the old Velcro going. That's what I'm gonna do when I get older for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's what's been new with you? Anything fun and exciting? Oh my goodness! Well, I did my final presentation. Oh. Um, actually, did it from Canada because I was on vacation. Mm. Um, you only so get I seven, get uh, like seventy percent of the credit when you do it from Canada. That- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Um, we you just alienated half of our listeners. Oh, that's, that's okay. nice. They half. love me. They love you. <laughs> they come for you, not for me. We all know that. <laughs> that's so not true. Um, but yeah, just just had a really great time. Um, caught a couple Pokemon I hadn't caught before. Mm. Um, that's really exciting to the like, maple po- the other Pokemon two people who play Pokemon. The, the Moosey the Moosey Con or the Moose one. 
Oh, I'm nothing up my sleeve. Hey, Rocky. I <laughs> uh, got to see a great show of, of 80s music. Um, yeah. And gosh, you know, loved every song. Yeah. Cannot oh. get enough 80s music. I've decided that's my jam. I remember when we were young and the people no, listened to the long old, time ago. <laughs> oldie station. It was the 50s. I'm like, this is going to be me. The, the 80s are going to be what I am got on the radio. And my grandkids are like, oh, my gosh. I hear like 80s again. and 90s on classic rock stations. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit little. of a, it's a bit of a problem. <laughs> All the kids saying, you know, those born um, in the late 1900s. And I'm going, hey, wait a second. And people yeah. getting offended are like born in 1990. I'm like. No, I'm offended by you getting offended. This is 1977 right. here. Like, no. Yeah. 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 I, I was, uh, when I was traveling uh, uh, for, for work, uh, this, we, we make some equipment. And um, I go in this facility, I look at this equipment, and they have some really vintage stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the dates. And I'm, writing, I'm taking an audit and stuff. I'm writing stuff down on dates. I'm like, yeah, that's the year I was born. And look at this thing. It's decrepit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What can you do? What can yeah. you do? Yeah. But uh, you know what? Uh, is it decrepit? Our guest today. They're no. vibrant and energetic and fun. Yeah. I love them. I love this. I person. hope to be them when I grow up. I want to be them. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I think we should hop to it and see how yeah. this person is doing. And Let's uh, do it. I'm sure people are waiting on bated breath. Oh, yeah. That's a good right. one. Let's, let's do it. We'll see you on the other side of the Super Excellent, Not Too Serious, Right That Goes Nowhere podcast. We just here to have some fun. Let our faces feel the morning sun. Go to laugh and put on a smile. Come along and join us for a while. Well, it's pretty clear to me. The whole world takes itself too seriously. Take a ride with Shelly Mare on a bike that goes nowhere. If it's pretty clear to you, won't you be less serious too? Take a ride with Shelly Mare on a bike that goes nowhere. Welcome to the Super Excellent Not Too Serious Bike That Goes Nowhere podcast. Our guest today has done it all and tasted many fruits from the Garden of Life. He started multiple companies from a helicopter tour company, a festival company, a PR agency, even a magazine. He's been a freelance writer and even did a stint in the corporate world in PR. But his love of travel and cycling brought him to start a bicycle tour company that was his passion for the next 20 years. Where he sent over 35,000 people on tours in Europe and many other countries. He hasn't self-cycled on multiple continents and adding a new one later this fall we'll talk about. He is a kind soul welcoming people to Chattanooga when he's there and advocating to protect outdoor areas so people in the city can enjoy them. He's a man of appeal and a king of two wheels, Mr. Jim Johnson. Jim, welcome. Well, gosh, thank you very much. Um, Hold on while I put down the kickstand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I, i'm good i'm good now <laughs> yeah oh we're so happy to have you 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 Me know too. you're one of the first people that i remember interacting with in that in echelon and and you know just been a 
huge part of my journey. So I'm personally grateful to you for coming on because you're doing some exciting things. So we're going to get into yeah. all that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've all been through a lot collectively yes. and individually. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you've always come, you've always come through smiling at the end and uh, giving us inspiration and joy for sure. I mean, that's always been something I've admired about you uh, in our interactions. And then, you know, even through your posts, but even just knowing you as an mm-hmm. individual person, right? Well, thank you. And um, it, it definitely is something we could all model after. I'll just start with that. But um, well, let's talk about, you have a, such a, interesting and exciting journey just from the get-go uh you know in your early years in your love of uh travel and cycling so just why don't you just tell us how you've developed all this uh in in your your pathway to where you are today well over the years i developed some passions uh that actually i I had when i i was really a a youngster and even a teenager even at eight years old i was planning my family's trips and, and travel was just an uh, amazing part of my life. Uh, when I was 14, uh, I was a, a choir boy and a touring choir. We won't talk about that because you know, my voice broke. And, uh, uh, but at age 14, I was on a six-week concert tour going through Europe. Wow. And, and so fell in love with Europe and uh, uh, went on to study German. I'm fluent in German. And... Uh, I've been back to Europe now in in excess of 45, 50 times. It's, mm. it's become central to my life. Uh, at the same time, uh, even a little bit after age eight, I started a neighborhood newspaper. Newspaper may be a bit of an exaggeration. I think it was probably <laughs> uh, you know two pages done on my father's mimeograph machine. If I, anyone remembers mimeograph I machines. Mimeograph machines. <laughs> Uh, exactly exactly <laughs> but he, you know there weren't that many subscribers so it was maybe chuck chuck okay well you know <laughs> it's uh, kind of like podcasting then okay we get it yeah, yeah. and uh, but you know, you know so i had a love for writing very very early and and that sort of manifested itself in a lot of my different activities uh through the years uh, when i graduated uh from wesleyan university i had degrees mm-hmm. two degrees in german and I um, I wanted to travel, yeah. And you know, as a recent college graduate at the time, like, okay, how do I afford it? Yeah. And exactly. so I I got into travel writing. My very first article was assigned to me by local paper, and uh, it, the assignment was to go to each New England state and go to one nudist camp in each New England state. I didn't and know we had him in New England. I grew up in New England. I mean, he really had I'm, nudist camps. I'm sorry. I'm going to need some contact details. How do we get involved in this? Um, uh, just kidding. You, you, might, you might not want to. I, I, uh, oh. uh, okay. Uh, wow. Well, wow. It, it, it was really quite, going... quite, quite interesting. And yeah. um, uh, the, head, the, the title of the article was New England Nudists. Bear up well under scrutiny. Oh. Like what's yeah? Yes. Was um, it B, like B A R E or B E A R? B A R E. Perfect. And yeah, I'm in the Chattanooga Bike Club, and there's uh, this wonderful woman who's like everyone's grandmother in the in the bike club. I think she's about yeah 78 now. And I told her the story, and she said, "Well, did you have to go naked yourself?" 
And I said, I mean, you know, it's, they won't let you in if you're, if you're not. Um, oh. And she sort of looked at me and she said, well, that must've been awkward. And I said, well, you know, I had a notepad. <laughs> and, I don't want to know and, where you kept the pencil. Well, her, her response. Behind your ear, Mary. She, that's what I was thinking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, I, I didn't want to know where you kept the pencil. I said, it was behind your ear, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But her response when I told her that, oh, don't worry. I had a, a, uh, a notepad. I've never seen anyone turn as red as she did and regret saying something as quickly as she did. Because her response was, well, it must have been a big notepad. Hey, oh, <laughs> hey now, whoa. And, and, oh, and, this is from, and this is from everyone's grandmother. And that's not what she meant, but yeah. it's right. what she said. Right. <laughs> and so that was my first article. And yeah. I went on to write articles for the Los Angeles Times, the Boston Globe. Uh, got contracts with uh, different magazines and newspapers and traveled mostly uh, in Europe, but I also traveled in um, uh, South America, uh, Central America, Africa, um, like in uh, Africa, it was uh, across a desert in Namibia. Which that sounds uh, delightful. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, it was though perhaps one of my most distinct memories of Namibia is our guide saying, um, "You know, today you're going to see zebras," and we're like, "Whoa, we get to see zebras!" And each day passed, and we didn't see zebras. And he he looked at us and said, "I promise you, by the end of the day, you will see zebras." So we're at dinner. It's the end of the day. And we said, so when are we going to see zebras? And he said, you're eating one. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Oh. Oh. See, this is why we needed to have you on, Jim. I mean, there's never a time when I don't talk to you that I don't just think, this might be one of the most fascinating people that I ever met. <laughs> International <laughs> man of cycling mystery. Yeah. I just like... Okay, you've eaten, did you like it? Did it taste good? Was it like beef? Was it deer? What was it like? Horse? You know, I, 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 I don't remember anything mm. other than at that point, I didn't have any more. Oh, okay. oh. I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fairly adventurous eater, um, but I, I, I do remember, actually, the first thing I did was look down to see if it had stripes. And then I realized, uh-huh. no, that's, no, that's not just, how just it works. Just grill marks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know, that's oh. how I was picturing it too, which is so funny. I was like, oh, is the meat marbled with the, no, of course not, Mayor. But yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah also on that trip, uh, yeah, there's, there's something that I, I, um, I will always remember. You know, we take so much for granted in the United States mm-hmm. and we went through a totally impoverished area, a bunch of them. In one particular place, mm-hmm. people were living in, like under corrugated aluminum type or tin yeah. that were yeah. on uh, that were you know, strips that were just sort of propped up, and they were some of the happiest people I've ever met in my life, mm. um, yeah. because they had family, they had friends, and they didn't have all the distractions that we do that make people forget about why we should be happy. Mm. Yeah. And you know, and, and you know, they're expectations perhaps are lower yeah, and they're happier. Yeah. Something to be said for that. There was certainly a, uh, 
uh, a burden that comes with knowledge uh, of your situation, yeah. right? We've actually been reading a book. Well, I've, I've been reading a book on Sheldon's recommendation, and it talks about where we actually may be happier and got along better when we were nomadic than when mm-hmm. we started building fences and settling in and acquiring things. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So I, yeah. Your evidence leads to point to, yeah, it's, it's about the people. And that's what we love about Echelon. So about the it people. Is. That's it what is. you love Absolutely. about your cycling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, so, go ahead. I was going to ask you what your first, I mean, I want to jump back. You, you, yeah. you, you developed the, the love of cycling very early. Do you yeah. remember your first bike and what it was? Uh, I, I don't remember the first bike uh, specifically. I do remember maybe my second or third, which was a Raleigh uh, and uh, my dad used to take me out on on rides, mm. you know, seven, you know, six, seven, eight years old, graduating from, uh, you know, the training wheels. And when I hit about forty five years old, I, I, I dumped those. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and sometimes I feel, oh, I wish I had those back. Um, mm-hmm. uh, days. <laughs> and we often went with his best friend, a guy by the name of Miles Sidney. And Miles was an amazing adventurer. He was a real estate agent, but he also, he took all his vacations in the form of bicycle tours all over the world. And he would wow. come back and, you know, tell this eight-year-old, this, nine, this nine-year-old, this 10-year-old about, you know, bicycling along the, um, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the fjords of Norway, mm-hmm. you know, uh, across the Alps. And so on. So I'm sure that played a role because he was very, very descriptive and very, um, uh, very energetic in his descriptions. And so I'm sure that even at a young age, it's like, okay, I want to be doing that. Uh, right. That must have made an impact for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, what a fascinating thing to hear as a kid. Like, you know, I'm, when I was biking, I, I biked a lot as a kid too, mm-hmm. just because we didn't live near anything at all. Mm-hmm. And so, but just never had the vision or thought to say, wow, I could do this in some of the most beautiful places on earth. Mm-hmm. I was right. like, I can, I can get to the, uh, the candy store about three miles away if I leave now. And mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, tell you, it's something else. Um, you- Yours was more for transportation than for adventure purposes. Yeah, it was yeah. the only way I would see my friends if I, if I rode like three miles and met them somewhere and played basketball yeah. or something. Um, so it, it, it blossomed. You you obviously have this entrepreneurial and travel wanderlust spirit in you. Mm-hmm. What made you? How did that? I guess affect your path early on in terms of your choices of what you did for for like work. I mean, you talked about the travel writing. You've also started a whole bunch of different companies, and that that's I think some some chutzpah. I mean, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it it, it did take some chutzpah, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm Jewish, so I can uh, actually you know say it with authority. I had chutzpah, and you know, and tried to be more shlemiel than a shlemazel, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say really all this came together. You know, I had a job in corporate America, and part of that job, uh, I was PR director for a, um, a, a Fortune 100 financial services company. And uh, a major part of my job, this was before the internet, um, was basically to introduce the, 
the intranet and intranet, create websites and so on. So I, I became sort of a early adapter, mm. uh, not so much web designer as more usability, you know, how to make it effective. And then I lost my job. Mm. But while before I lost my job, I've been doing all these bicycle tours in Europe because I did all my travel riding in Europe by bicycle. But the research was my bike. And I wasn't comfortable doing it all on myself because at the time I didn't know Europe as well as I know it now. So I'd uh, contact small local bike tour companies all around Europe. Yeah. You know, the Danube area, uh, you know, Vienna, Salzburg, you know, Florence, Italy, and so on. Mm. And so they arranged my trips. And when I lost my job, or actually before I lost my job, some people said to me, uh, hey, can we go along on, on one of your research trips? Because, of course, I would tell my friends all the different, you know, stories about, you know, the trip down the Danube or the, um, you know, you know, through an Alpine Valley. And so I ended up taking friends on my trips. And first time it was maybe six or eight. Uh, then I did something I never did again. Uh, took 32 people with me. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Like herding uh, cats. I can't imagine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, you know, it's 32 people on, on bikes. Uh, <sighs> um, yeah. With, with one person taking care of them. So, but then I lost my job in corporate America. And I was talking to one of the friends who I'd taken to Europe a few times. And he said, why don't you start your own bike tour company? Uh, you, know, you took us on bike tours. And I said, well, I don't like logistics. You know, I don't want to have to worry about rental bikes. I don't have to worry about uh, booking hotels, you know, all the things that go into um, you know, successful trips. And then it dawned on me, why don't I just ask these local bike tour companies I've been working with, ask them, you know, so, you know, do you have many clients in America? And all of them said, not really, maybe one, maybe two. I said, how would you like if you could, you know, enter the, you know, the, the North American market? And the problem had been, there's these really big American, North American bike tour companies that spend millions of dollars on marketing. They've never, the local companies, the small local companies, in some cases sort of mom and pa shops, never had an opportunity to compete with that. So what I did was flip the model around and say, yeah. um, you know, let's, how about I become your North American rep, you pay me a commission mm -hmm. and you start getting business that you never had before. And uh, you know, got a handful that were very interested. No one said no, they loved the idea. First year, we had maybe 130, 140 uh, clients, and that ended up tripling each year for the next few years until pre-pandemic, it, it reached, uh, you know, in a given year, more than 4,000 people a year. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And, wow. Uh, and it just became something that... Um, uh, you know, we talk a lot about legacy and, and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm 68 years old. I think about it more and more. Uh, mm -hmm. But you know, what, um, what happened was a lot of people started sending me emails saying, this was the most meaningful trip of our lives. This is the trip that uh, 
you know, uh, changed the way we view the world. And for people who went as families, they said, this is the family vacation that we're going to be talking about in 20 years, in 30 years. You know, when we're in wheelchairs and, our, and our, our, our kids are coming to visit, you know, we're going to be talking about you know, the two wheels that we used 30, 40 years ago. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. And That's awesome. What a, what, what a, what a testament to, mm-hmm. to what you've delivered for folks in terms of happiness and joy and, and uh, experience. You know, it's like we always talk about how experiences are more than things, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is certainly a manifestation of that and a, uh, uh, making that statement just something very real. Yeah, what we used to say is you know, we're not in the bike tour business. We're in the business of helping people's dreams come true. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and we, we also had another slogan, uh, which is two wheels, one world. <laughs> oh, I love that. Because, I mean, did you do, uh, was that part of it is really, you know, on the bike, you're not just driving through cities or passing mm. by them or going around on an overpass or something. You're really you're stopping at places, right? And meeting local people, eating local, seeing Oh, things. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, another phrase uh, that we used is slow travel for all the senses. Because, ah. uh, you know, in southern France, biking through Provence, you smell the lavender. Uh, mm. you, know, uh, you know, biking in, let's say, Croatia, mm-hmm. you go by... Uh, you know, um, olive trees and fig trees uh, and there's just so much that you can see that you would not see if you're in a car you know in a bus in a train Mm -hmm. Uh, so we really and I still to this day and probably always will think that bicycle travel is the best way to experience a destination experience the world and you know none of our trips really that we offered were you know for you know, the high end. These are all, these are all just, you know, average people, um, mm-hmm. you know, not, you know, some of course were, you know, had a lot of cycling experience, but this is just, you know, people who wanted to explore the world more slowly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the tours are 20, 25 miles in a day, which sounds like a lot until you realize that, you have six or seven hours to do it. Right. right. And along the way, you stop and uh, check out every gelato store. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, you son of a gun. I'm in. Yep, I'm in too. <laughs> yeah, I get you know, gelato. Yeah. You know, another, maybe not slogan, but another sort of um, central selling point is, you know, to our tours was, Calories don't add up when you're on a bicycle tour. That's right. That's right. There you go. It's all optional. It's all optional. Yeah. Calories are only optional. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh boy, that's that sounds fantastic. I mean, it really does. And um, I want to ask. I I just wrote this question down because I was curious about it. You've you've biked in a lot of places around the world. I'm sure some of them, you know, just different uh, levels of uh, you know civilization and, and, mm-hmm. and involvement and stuff like what's the most scared you've ever been on a bike i want to know 
Uh, the most scared I've ever been on a bike wasn't overseas. Was probably <laughs> yeah. Was it in highway? Oklahoma? Because I, I can see that in Oklahoma. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I would definitely say various points in the United States where cyclists yeah. are not as uh, accepted as right. they are uh, in other parts of the world. You know, you go to Amsterdam, and bicycles are the primary oh, mode of, of transportation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in the United States, a lot of places, um, you know, motorists look at cyclists uh, not in the most favorable favorable way. Right, and I've got right. to say, you know, a lot of cyclists are to blame for that. Um, uh, it can go both ways, and bad yeah. behavior on behalf of a few can, you know, cause problems. But here, they don't they don't do a very good job of sharing the road. Mm. They don't. Yeah. But I'll, I'll give you a really good example of how it's different overseas. Uh, mm-hmm. We're uh, riding a, a, on a bicycle tour through Tuscany and to get to our hotel, we had to go on some um, you know, fairly narrow and somewhat busy streets within Florence. And as we're going sort of beside some cars, uh, one member of our group bumped into a guy's car mirror oh, no. and basically knocked it off. And oh. it fell down to the ground. So he stopped the car. He got out. And you know, the, the woman who did it was you know, mortified that she'd done it. And we're all sort of preparing ourselves for what was about to happen. His first words were to her, are you okay? Oh. oh. And yeah, and how it went, should be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was an accident. He, you know, he picked it up. He said, you know, I'll, I'll get it fixed. It's no problem. Wow. Uh, yeah, here that would have been an issue. Kindness. I mean, I feel the same growing up riding horses. I mean, people mm-hmm. there were some people who would not slow down. And I mean, you know, yeah, they've got the road and, and we might be in the in the ditch by the road or something, but you're kicking up dirt and rocks in people's no. faces and they just know mm-hmm. consideration. Oh yeah. So for sure. I, I I had a bottle thrown at me while I was running once. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> people are just don't get it but so that's that's an interesting difference now my question was and i thought sheldon Mm -hmm. was gonna ask my question and Uh i it's it's probably like asking you know the impossible but your favorite if you could only go do one more ride again what would it be or maybe it's a ride you haven't done yet and you're like that's the one that if i don't get to do that i'll be upset i think i i I can't can't i can't say just one because there's there's maybe three and for each one for a different reason Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll I, allow it. Okay, well, I'll, 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 let me change the question just slightly. Okay, Sheldon, I got, I got one trip to go take. I got I got time to for one trip. Which one are you sending me on? So you're asking me which trip I would send you on? Hmm. Uh, I would say a bike and boat tour in Croatia. Okay. Uh, so you these are like 30, 34 passenger uh, yachts. Uh, primarily motor yachts. And so, so you have a cabin, double cabin, and uh, each each day you get off the boat and go for a, a nice ride on, on the mainland or on an island. Uh, generally, you come back to the boat for lunch. And then after lunch, you do another ride. And maybe at this point, the boat takes off and goes some miles down the coast or, or so. And you... And you meet them there and then you have dinner and, you know, and it's your hotel has followed you. 
so, I love you know, that. That's and, and, fun. and so that's, you know, bike and boat tours overall. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. But Croatia, uh, I mean, I, I love the Alps. Uh, I, I've been to Austria a million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love cycling in Austria. I love visiting my friends in Austria. Uh, but, um, you know, and, and Germany for that matter. Not, you know, in case they're German listeners, I don't want to say I just love <laughs> the Austrians. I love the Germans too. Uh, <laughs> You know, and even some of the Swiss, but no, I don't know all of the Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's you know, it's um, Croatia has a beauty that I've not seen anywhere else. You know, you have the turquoise sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you, have, you know, you're staying overnight in some cases in old fishing villages, and in some cases uh, in villages that were founded by the Romans or even earlier than that. You know, there's one place that, uh, uh, that's very popular, the, um, the island of Korchula, that, and the capital of the island is also called Korchula. And one of their claims to fame is that uh, Marco Polo is from there. Oh that be- my goodness! The that- water, the, the the game you play in the pool. No, I'm just yeah. Kidding. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's more awkward on bicycles doing Marco yes. Polo <laughs> because keeping your eyes closed and so, yeah. Anyhow, um, not good. Because uh, and also sort of the same thing. Croatia was part of the Venetian Empire, and then later part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. So it's been so many different things, which means there's this confluence of of cultures and perhaps even more important uh, a confluence of cuisines um, and if you like seafood mm-hmm. uh, you know it's all it's all fresh yeah. and yeah i went to one restaurant in uh, the uh, in split that uh, among other things has a, a two th- two thousand almost two thousand year old uh palace there that is basically an entire walled city and so you walk through and it's just, you're walking the same, it's not modernized or anything like that. Right, so you're walking right. same place that, you know, you know, Romans and medieval people walked, um, you know, without the ATMs for them though. We, yeah. we right. have the ATMs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's uh, amazing. Yeah. And, and I, I went to um, uh, two of my friends in, in Split uh, invited me to go to a, um, a seafood restaurant, their favorite restaurant. And we we go there, and uh, first thing that happens is the waiter comes out with a platter with fish that had just been caught maybe that morning, uh, you know, three or four large fish, and said, um, you know, which would you like? And you know, the three of us uh, decided which ones, and then a very short time later, the prepared fish came out for us nice. you know, so they'd been cleaned wow. you know, all that stuff yeah, yeah. and then you know one was cooked with certain herbs another one was baked another, and uh you know and i actually did pictures of this one was as the as the uh the fish came out the mm-hmm. other the second one was the prepared fish mm-hmm. and the third photo was the the empty plates <laughs> just with my, just with the just right. with the bones on them yeah yeah uh, oh, my uh, mouth that sounds is like an amazing experience yeah. okay yeah. so that's that's uh that, that's a that's a great answer i, I it uh again you, you you hit one of the things that was on, was on my mind is like you know is it is it for can anyone do these or just people are experienced cyclists it sounds like yeah. it, there's 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 all levels so that's great and now i know where to go when i decide to go um i want 
let's see, echelon. You got involved with mm-hmm. echelon. You've been a, a member of this community now for quite some time. Just tell us how that, you know, fit into your world and, and what it means to you and the community and, and how you, you know, what is your thought about how you want to impact it and how you do impact mm-hmm. it. Whoa. That's, that's, that's a lot packed that's, into that that's question. That's packed so. in, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 think, I, can, I think I can hit, take it on, okay? Yeah. Uh, I uh, am pretty sure that I am the, that I was the first, uh, one of the first people to sign up for the Chattanooga studio, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the day it opened to the public, and that I am the only one of the, the peop- those first people s- still being a member. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that might be a bit of a, a demonstration of how I feel about Echelon. Yeah, yeah, and, and especially you know the the studio. Uh, yeah, I, I certainly understand that most people can't make it into the studio. You know, mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. Um, you know Chattanooga or Miami or, or overseas. Uh, but you know, some of my closest friends have been the instructors at Echelon. You mm-hmm. know, and, and remain uh, closest friends, which you can do to some extent. Uh, you know, through through an app and yeah, you know, and, and and the screen, and you know, for those of you who have come to Chattanooga or Miami, for that matter, you know how special these people are, and I would put at least a couple of them in the category of life changing friendships. Uh, and yeah, you know, I I grew up in an environment, you know, as a you know, in, 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 you know, in school where I was never an athlete, I would do anything to avoid, uh, anything athletic if I could, because, you know, I was always in my mind, you know, the worst, I was always going to fail. Someone was going to make fun of me. I was always the kid picked last for, you know, the, the kickball team, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you learn very quickly with Echelon, that um, you know, there's there's no such thing as as failure. There's no such thing right. as as doing poorly. Uh, you know, you you sit on a bike, and to me, uh, it's a little bit like you know being in a race. To me, if you're in a race, the biggest success is getting to the starting line. Mm-hmm. You know, not how you finish. Same right. thing with, with an echelon class. The biggest thing, and sometimes the, the hardest thing, is to get on the bike in the first place. But then, you know, in the studio, you see the other people in the studio. Um, you know, you see the instructors. You know, that was back when, you know, the, you know, the, the studios were open. Uh, you know, so that we really got to spend time before class, mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. class. And there's still some of that. But, you know... Then you know, I meet people like you, um, you know, who, you know, I first know you from, you know, the leaderboard. Then I know right. you from, from Zoom calls. And uh-huh. then I know you from visits. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, so beyond the instructors, some of the members through the years have been yeah, amazing as well. Yeah, we've we've celebrated each other's accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in a couple of cases, we've we've mourned losses, but as a yeah. family, uh, and it's 
you know, I've been to a lot of gyms and, uh, you know, and I'm aware of a lot of you know, other online programs, but I don't think there's anything that is you know, more of a family than Echelon. Mm. Uh, and the instructors make it, the members make it. Um, you know, you know, how many Facebook groups are there for like each yeah. little, you know, you know, yeah. sub subgroup of us, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, um, you know, people whose names begin in J and love exercising on Wednesdays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you mean the J Weds? Oh, the J yeah. Weds? Yeah, 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 I know them. <laughs> yeah, or, or there's the people who you know, they, it's not Wednesday, but their names begin with J, but they do low intensity, and, and they're called the J Lows. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see people listening to this. They're going into Facebook. Wait Where a second! Is this group? I'm, I want to be part of this group. Where is it? Now? <laughs> Oh, if you dear. can't find a group, what a lot of people have done is made their own group. And yeah. Um, yeah. I, First I mistake, you're assuming people are listening to this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, one, my of mom my, listens. one of my short term jobs that I didn't think I, I don't think I ever mentioned to you was yeah. I was a, uh, a radio talk show host for a short time. Oh, wow. Mm. And funny. I was such a bad talk show host that I had to call people up to talk to me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, at, at which point, you know, my audience would double and triple, you know, from uh, one yeah. to two yeah. to three. <laughs> so you're uh, saying you're a pioneer in podcasting as well. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was, you know, that was way back in the 1920s. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. Meredith, I love fat. Me too. The fat off a steak, avocado, Santa Claus. That's good. All good fats. Well, I like the good fats. And uh-huh. I found the ultimate snack bar that brings this love to my mouth. Uh, maybe mm. I should have uh, read that a little more carefully. Um, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> uh, love good fats bars come in oh. 10 varieties, including salted caramel, lemon mousse, oh. white chocolate, strawberry. Mm-hmm. And my go-to, nutty, dark chocolate sea salt. Those are all like my favorite oh, things in kind of one little jam bar, yeah? Yes. Listen to this. Only one to two grams of sugar, keto certified, gluten-free, and one more important thing. Oh. They're flipping delicious. <laughs> That's right. They have uh, other products as well that I can't wait to try. But there is one thing they are not, Meredith. And what's that? A sponsor. Um, oh, yeah, darn you know. it. Re- regardless, I love them. Find them at lovegoodfats.com. Love Good Fats, non-sponsor. Um, okay, so Chattanooga. I mean, it's oh. become your adoptive home. You're from the Northeast originally. Mm-hmm. Um, you moved down to Chattanooga. You become your adoptive home. I know, I know you do a lot of advocacy stuff down mm-hmm. there. Um, just talk a little bit about that and what Chattanooga means to you. And what mark you'd like to leave on that legacy um, mm-hmm. as as you, as you continue to be be a big major part of that community? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I love Chattanooga. Uh, I moved here in the late 1990s, um, yeah. and I was at, at the same time I was in that corporate job, and there was mm-hmm. a merger. So I was up north. Company down here in Chattanooga bought that company. And they gave me a choice. They said, uh, you know, we'll give you a few months, but you get a lot of snow whether you want to stay in Massachusetts or, or come down 
to Chattanooga. And about a week later, I said, I want to move to Chattanooga. And they said, yeah, we wow. gave you a, a few months. And, and I said, no, I am so sure. And uh, you know, this expression has a couple meanings, especially down here in the Bible Belt. But I felt that when I became part of the Chattanooga community and moved to a Chattanooga neighborhood and just sort of became part of things here, uh, I was born again. You know, it was, yeah. you know, mm. to me, BC stands for before Chattanooga because <laughs> my uh -huh. life, my life changed and sorry for, you know, any, any folks, if I offended with substituting Chattanooga there, no, no, you're fine. But I, yeah, I think we're okay. Um, yeah. uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, I made more friends on, yeah, in the first few weeks of being here, literally than I had in years of growing in, a, uh, of living in a, a New England uh, community. Mm -hmm. My neighbors, I had more casseroles the first weekend I was here. <laughs> uh, and, you know, to this day, you know, if there is a problem, if, uh, you know, if I've been sick, if I'm going, you know, whatever it is, the neighbors say, you know, what can we do for you? Do you need anything? Yeah, uh, yeah, and you know, and the friendships have really taken taken off here. Uh, you know, in in terms of what I'm doing for the community, one of the first things uh, that I did was I got involved in a in a um, a trail system uh, called Stringers Ridge, and Stringers Ridge uh, was about 100 is about 110 acres, and it was being bought by a developer. And here was this wonderful forest area that was going to be um, turned into 500 townhouses. And they're just going to, it's on a, a big ridge. It's beautiful. Mm. You can see it from a lot of different points in, in, in Chattanooga. And you know, when the community heard about this, they said, whoa, 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 time out, time out. Uh, went to the, the Trust for Public Land, which has an office here. And they said, what can we do to save it? And okay. Trust for Public Land talked to the developer. And I don't remember the exact terms, but this is sort of the direction of it. The developer said, well, I had no idea that this was going to cause so much uproar. Um, yeah. How about if, uh, if I, you know, I, it cost me $5 million to buy all these, uh, you know, th this whole area. How about if you raise... If you're able to raise $2.5 million, I'll give it to you. Oh my God. And we call that the Chattanooga wow. way. So, yeah. you know, a lot of developers wow. are, are, um, uh, you know, greedy and, and, you yeah. know, and don't listen. This guy did. So, um, you know, they ended up buying it and trust Republic land can't hold on to property. They have to divest to, you know, in this case, uh, the city of Chattanooga. Uh, and you know, sort of the, the, the parks folks, and Chattanooga said, "We'll take it over, but we have to—you have to turn it over turnkey. You know, all the signs, all the trails, right, all the and stuff, so on. Yeah. And oh, okay. and the trails that were there were not sustainable, like, like straight up and down, and um, you know, which caused erosion issues. So it was going to be a major effort. And uh, and I, I heard that the whole project was potentially going to be put indefinitely on hold." And I, when I heard that, I um, I contacted the the head of Trust for Public Land here in Chattanooga. I said, "What can we do to move this forward?" And he said, "Well, we don't have enough money. You know, we bought the property. We have to find the money someplace else to get the trails 
designed and built. And I said, how much do you need? And uh, he said about sixty dollars to $65,000. And I took, a, I took out a loan and brought over a check. And now oh 10 or 11 goodness. years later, a lot of people think, well, I had a ton of money. And, um, yeah. you know, so it wasn't a big deal for me. I'm still paying off the loan today. Um, oh, wow. and, goodness, but, uh, wow. you know, the, the trail system is there and I, I walk there, hike there, occasionally trail run there. I, I don't mountain bike there as much because I'm a danger to myself and others, uh, in that setting. But one of the, <laughs> one of my favorite things is walking around and watching people, especially, you know, parents with kids, uh, having a good time. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a platform that has a view over Chattanooga and people just come there to paint, to take pictures, to talk, to look. And that sort of set the stage for some of my future work. I got involved in other trails and greenways projects. Uh, and one of the big ones I'm involved with now is, uh, a, uh, to supplement an existing greenway system that is a 25 mile half loop and each side of the half loop ends at the Georgia state line. What this would do is create sort of the bottom half of that loop that would go by the Chickamauga battlefield and through a bunch of other cities and towns, this beautiful area and create a 55 mile loop. Mm. And I worked for you know, about eight years and people said I was crazy. And I said, yeah, but that doesn't play into this. Um, <laughs> Don't get off topic. I was going to say, there's a good joke there, Jim. I hope you yeah. pull it. You uh, pull yeah, it yeah. out. No, no, no. <laughs> um, and um, make a long story somewhat shorter. Uh, yeah, after eight years, Trust for Public Land has taken it over as one of their signature projects. That's so fantastic. at some point, you know, it may be three years, maybe five years. Frankly, it could be 20 years, but they're working on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm working on another project that will connect another part of the city to downtown. I'm looking at uh, working on another project. Uh, yeah, I just met recently with the Tennessee Department of Transportation, and we're looking at revamping, uh, in some ways, creating the Tennessee state bike route system. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and I've also worked uh, with Adventure Cycling Association uh, and, and worked on creating uh, uh, sections of the U.S. bike route system that go from Chattanooga, uh, probably from Atlanta to Chattanooga to Knoxville, uh, you know, and then points north. Uh, another one that goes to Nashville and points north. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing a lot, a lot of yeah. bicycle advocacy, and you know, I sort of, I sort of became aware that I needed to do something like this because part of the work that I was doing overseas was working with a, a team of volunteers working with um, uh, folks in the Western Balkans, different countries there, who wanted to use bicycle tourism and, and sort of soft adventure tourism as, as a whole, as a sustainable way of generating revenue mm -hmm. and perhaps um, you know, stabilizing economies so they don't have wars all the time. And- right. You know, so I got very much involved with that. Uh, and I have to admit that um, I, I came up with a slogan for them that I'm, I'm embarrassed uh, to report to you. Um, <laughs> but in retrospect, it was, 
it was sort of funny. And so, you know, this is all about bicycle tourism in the Balkans. So it, the slogan was bringing peace to the Balkans, one revolution at a time. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'll never forget. Oh, I'll never, I'll never on forget. that note, <laughs> um, okay, I got one more question for you. And okay. Then we're going to we're, we're do the three questions. Okay. You, you mentioned just that you have 10 lessons in life mm -hmm. uh, based on biking. Rapid fire zone. Give us these 10 lessons. I want to hear Jim's top 10 lessons related okay. to the world of cycling. Okay. Um, uh, first one. Take the road less traveled. Mm -hmm. Two, live the life you've always imagined. Three, the road. Mm -hmm. yeah, friends are the, are, are the family you choose. Uh, next, calories don't add up during a bike tour. <laughs> um, everyone has a story. Mm -hmm. And I've met some amazing people there, in, including a guy who came up to us and asked if we're American or... Uh, or probably asked if we're English, and we said, no, we're American. It's old, old guy. He took his hat off, photo over his heart, and said, God bless America. And the story there was uh, at the end of World War II, the Americans had helped liberate his village. Um, oh, wow. So everyone has a story. Something that we all can uh, should do now is slow down and be in the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, face your fears and live your dreams. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Um, and you know, immerse yourself in the world around you. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be 10. There are a couple other things here that I, I, yeah. I wrote down, but I think that's close enough. <laughs> that's close enough That's to 10. amazing. Those are great. <laughs> in, in, in typical Jim Freestyle style, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Those are some great lines. I mean, all of those resonate, I think, mm -hmm. with many of us and, uh, you know, uh, some I'm still personally striving for, frankly, um, but some of them I'm proud to say that, you know, part of the reasons I, you know, meeting people like yourself and in other people in this community, I've been able to just move an inch closer to, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and, and that's, and that's something that's a win. That's a win for sure. Yeah. Well, teamwork yeah. makes the dream work. It does my yes. friend. Uh, okay. My friend, we got one more. Okay. We know the, we know the drill, the three questions mm -hmm. you now get to choose. One, two, or three. What is going to be your choice? Well, I'm, I'm the type of person who thinks outside of the box, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for four. <laughs> okay, three plus one. Okay. Uh, oh, that, that means I answer twice. No, let's go. Let's go with uh, the average and go with two. We'll go with two. Okay. okay. <laughs> See, I got you there. Yeah. 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 Did yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. First, we need our attention music, because what fun is that? Life has to be like a suspense. All Oops. right, here we go. I'm scared. That's right. <laughs> Me too. If, oh, 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 wow. Okay, this is, this is meant to be. If you could, at this very moment, take a ride on anything in the world, what would you most want to ride? <laughs> a ride on anything in the world. It would be, yeah. it would be a bicycle <laughs> in Croatia. If I want yep. to go back to where I've been, but I'm going for the first time to Asia. I've never been to oh, Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us about I, that real quick. Yeah, give, I forgot yeah, to so ask I'm, about that. Yeah, so I'm taking a, a two-week bike and uh, bike and boat tour uh, through uh, the Greek and Turkish islands, and oh, that and and, and the, and the yeah. Turkish islands are in Greece. So I, I'm 
that also hits some of my uh, lessons learned because you know Greece and Turkey maybe you know slightly outside yeah. my comfort zone more so yeah. uh, Turkey than Greece but people go there all the time and they have fun you know it's it's fine so yeah but uh, I would take a ride in on a bike in Croatia or Greece and I'm going to take that one step further yeah I've had some health issues so it may be on an e-bike hey whatever works yeah whatever, whatever works yep. yeah absolutely well Jim I gotta say it's it's been uh uh, uh, wonderful having you on and, and talking to well, you, thank and, you and getting to know you even just a, even more more well than we we already do. And uh, I'm glad that the rest of the community that, that listens to this uh, will will get to get to meet someone that we we cherish very much as part of well, the Asian community. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. Yeah, I love and, you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love yeah, you I mean, too. Uh, and on the leaderboard, your Chattanooga gym, right? That's where people can yep. find you. Um, yeah, yeah, just you know, not you know, not to get confused with all the other gyms. Right, because yeah. there are some. <laughs> right. There is only one right. Chattanooga gym for us. Yes, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. people say, <laughs> and, and, "Thank God." That's right. <laughs> and, and, are, are you still doing any or, bike to organization stuff? I mean, how would people get a hold of you if they have questions about this kind of thing? Uh, you know, I asked a couple of simple questions, but yeah. they want to learn more about it. Oh, absolutely. Um, now, I, you know, for health reasons, I had to uh, uh, sell the company toward the. Actually, just as the pandemic was going and mm-hmm. and business was starting up again, but I just couldn't mm-hmm. handle it. Uh, yeah. But the bike tour company, it's really easy to remember the web address, biketours.com. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm still involved in advisory fashion. And also, I, I still put together two or three tours a year uh, that folks are uh, invited on. Uh, you know, this year we're doing Croatia, Greece, and Turkey. You know, next year is probably Greece, Turkey, Croatia, and potentially uh, a tour that will go up and down the coast of uh, you know Croatia, Bosnia, which has just a short coast, um, um, Albania, and Montenegro. Wow, wow. fantastic, fantastic! So biketours.com. That's easy to yeah. remember. I like it. I like yeah, and, simple, and, and, my and, friend. And my address is jim at jimbikes.com. There it is. Also easy. Yes. I like it. I like it. Well, I mean, it's been a fascinating story. And, uh, you know, uh, I truly appreciate appreciate you. And um, Likewise. Just want to say thanks. All right. We'll yeah. see you all on the super excellent, not too serious, Bike That Goes Nowhere podcast. Welcome back to the Super X Not Too Serious Bite the Goes Nowhere podcast. What do you think of that fella? Oh my Oops, goodness. Well, the microphone. That's how excited I am. <laughs> I love Jim. I have loved him from the beginning when I first joined the community, and he was a constant presence on the bike. And um I just I followed his adventures. Oh my goodness. And everything he's been through. Um, his outlook on life, he has had one of the most interesting lives of people yeah. that I actually know. Totally. Um, yeah, he's got so many life lessons. I love it. Yeah, he reminds me. So it, it made me think. So I wrote some 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 stuff down. Oh. He reminds me of like a Jay Peterman commercial, you know, from Seinfeld. Mm. Remember yes. Seinfeld? It's like yes, I embarked in my quest with this spiral bound pad and a Dixon Ticonderoga with the zeal of my heart. <laughs> 
I know the journey would be perilous, but I mounted my trusty two-wheeled steed and set forth into the morning jungle with cold dew spritzed in my face. A damp chill reminded me that this was no ordinary place. Hello, dear Croatia. <laughs> that is how I yep. picture Jim's life, you know? Absolutely, 100%. And, you know, it's like, oh, this this person, oh, yeah, I met them, or I know them, or this, and, you know, or yeah. it's like Jim is like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon from anybody. Pretty much. Yeah, he's a, he's a connector and a, and a, and a, because a he's lived person. places and like lived adventures, I should say. He's gone and had experiences Absolutely. and he gets to know the people. He doesn't just fly by. Mm-hmm. Which, what I appreciate him yeah. is that, you know, he, he takes his passion and actually lives it to fruition. Mm-hmm. Most people just can't do that or don't do that or choose right. not to, whatever. He's done it and he's yeah. done the things that, that brought him joy and, you know. Even we talked about, you know, he had his corporate America job and that went mm-hmm. away. And so I said, well, you know what? guess I could start a bike company. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and what a rich tapestry of, of life that is. Yeah. People who do that, um, there's no reason why we all can't do that. I know to some extent, right, even if it's right. just on vacation, slowing down and going outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you, I have a... Um, it's it's like a friend of a friend of my mom's friend, um, oh, but she's really doing <laughs> yeah. But I do know where I have vacationed with her. Okay. Um, she's uh, doing this thing with this company where families can go and live and work in a community in a different country for like three months at a time. Okay. And a lot of companies are offering like you can work from anywhere for a certain amount of time. It might only be a month, or it might, but they'll let you work remote from anywhere to get those experiences or to visit family in other countries. And so they're actually living and she's working remote and her daughter is going to school with other kids who are from all over that, you know, and, and it's just a wonderful experience. Mm. They're eating local cuisine. Like they're enmeshed in the community. They're not just staying in some fancy hotel on a beach, which is great. Um, but they're they're living that experience. So I just I thought that was that timely that she posted about Cleveland. it. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, she's been in like Indonesia, Bali, oh, like yeah. um, yeah, Thailand. Honestly, mm. I can't remember where they're at right now. Oh, Greece. That's where they're at. Oh, they're in Greece. Interesting. Yeah, my uh, yeah. my uh sister in law and her family, uh, they work uh, in the uh, like government contracting type stuff, and mm-hmm. they, it's it's fun. They get to kind of do some fun things like that. Uh, like they're stationed in like Bulgaria right now. Oh which, wow! They, it's weird because they they can they get a lot of like uh, holiday stuff happens there yeah. because of the way it works, and they've been to all kinds of different little spots, and then they're coming back, and then they're eventually going over again in another year to be in Rome. So wow. that's kind of fun, yeah. And they're they have they have little ones like um mm-hmm. like nine and. Four, nine and five. I'm so my brain is off on timing, but um, you know, so they're getting like this rich experience of, yeah. of, of like cultural you know exposure. It's really fun. So Jim, yeah, yeah kind of reminds you that's what Jim kind yeah. of has done for himself and given himself yeah. these exposures and given others a chance to witness it while on two wheels. And that's pretty awesome. Well, that's it. He opens it up to other people, makes it very um, accessible. You know, you don't have to be um, some 50 mile a day bike rider to get this done. I mean, you, you know, they're going to go at a pace that you can keep up with and you're going to get to meet and do 
um, wonderful things along the way. I, I just thought it was really great. And I love that he's not going just to check places off a list. Right. Like he's going for the adventure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's like something that'd be fun. Yeah. Put it on my little bucket list. If they, I wonder to bring our own bike or if they have them there. Well, I'm sure they have like rental I bet you can do it either way. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that I, I'm sure people want to bring their own bikes and you know, mm, people yeah. have them that take them on planes cause they full. I sure. don't know, but I mean, inventions are awesome. Let's just say that that's how much I know. Um, but I'm sure they have them there and you can ride <laughs> whatever kind of bike. Yeah. 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 Yeah, anyways, with with Jim, it's like you know, a couple notes I wrote down. It's mm-hmm. you know, someone that takes action, not just talks action. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's very easy to uh to sit there and talk about all the great things, but he just does it. And uh you know, I love the the involvement he's he's mm-hmm. uh taken in, in his local community. I think that's yeah. something that uh more of us wish we could do or wish we had done or um wish we would do, frankly, right? Yeah. And he's he's even put his own money where the mouth is. Right. Right. Um, When we got on the call, um, before we started recording, uh, he asked us both, you know, uh, what's the meaning of life? And we both were like, 42, because we've read the book. Um, (laughs) Checkers Guide to the Galaxy for those that aren't nerds. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when I was 42, I was like, I am the answer to the meaning of life Uh, for a whole year. Didn't get annoying at all. Um, But what I thought of was actually a quote um, when he was talking about the paths and the, the getting the lands and doing all this stuff was that quote about a person who plants a tree knowing he or she will never sit in its shade has begun to understand the meaning of life. And that's it. Meredith pulling out that fancy stuff. I like it. Well, I just, yeah, I just, that was the quote that was in my mind. I can't remember who it's attributed to. Mm. I should have looked it up. Starts with an R. Yeah. Everyone go look it up. It's not my words at all, but it is very famous quote. And it's just very true. You, when you start to prepare for, think about what you're leaving behind and not just like your name on a building, but green spaces for the future. It's an incredible gift. I'm leaving behind the gift of this podcast for all to to relish in eternity. Why do you hate the future? <laughs> what if this Thanks, is the Mary. only thing they uncover in like ten thousand years, and they're exactly. like, "What? What society did they live in where it was just all Marvel movies all the time, and Harry Potter this and bicycles? The ancient, they had cars. The idiots would uh, come on and <laughs> and record things and, and just talk to nobody for hours on end. Why does she laugh so much? Did she have hysterics?" Uh, was she Sheldon, on the really giggle water? Sheldon really thinks he's funny, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Lord, please don't let that be what people find in the future. Oh, dear God. How about a time capsule? Like, it's a time <gasps> capsule. They reburied it when they found it. Nobody wanted it. Do you know in Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah. in like the 1950s, I want to say, they fully buried like a big old like Cadillac or Pawnee, some big boat type car, like from the fifties, fully buried it and made a time capsule and everything. Well, they dug it up and like water had leaked in and it just, this had been a brand new car and it just like ruined everything. And Hmm. time capsules are like my dream. Like I see one and I'm like, oh my gosh, in 30 more years, we get to open this. 
they always get ruined. I don't mm. know. It's like the egg drop challenge. We have to figure out a better way to preserve time capsules. Mm. Okay. Well, you get this on This is that. a problem. This is a pressing problem. <laughs> Please send your emails <laughs> to bike that goes nowhere at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you're probably talking. We have socials and stuff. It's usually bike that goes nowhere. Find us on that social stuff. Exactly. TikToks and the Insta Instagoons and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Bike that goes nowhere. Yeah. Oh, yes. But anyways, uh, Jim did a little top 10 list. I didn't write them uh, down, unfortunately. I'm too uh, busy listening. Um, but there's some good little nuggets of advice in there. I think uh, we could all learn from. Um, and like I say, you know, if you guys want to follow Jim or reach out to him, if you're interested in bike tour stuff, he still has connections with people that do oh, that kind yeah. of stuff. It's Jim at jimbikes.com is how you reach him. Um, you know, and uh, I think what was the what was the website? It was uh, 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 bike tours.com. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was that straightforward. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I like, yep. I wrote it down for once. So I had the answer. Amazing. Yeah, well, I really enjoyed it. Jim, thanks for coming on. We, we, yeah. we love you, buddy. Absolutely. Well, it's time to transition. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah, there it is. Loud transitions into the next realm. Industry news. I don't have a ton of industry news this week. Been really busy. I didn't really see much as much interesting, but we're going to talk about a few of them. Um, Tonal. They are kind of screwed. I'm just going to put oh, it that no. way. They are desperately looking for a buyer at this point. Uh, tried to get Peloton to buy them at one point and Peloton has their own cash problems. So they're not jumping in. Um, I, th it's going to be interesting to see that, how that one pans out. I don't think mm -hmm. they're going to get, we, I think we mentioned that we talked about it before. I don't think they're gonna get much more funding. I mean, I, I think people are saying, okay, this well is, is dry. Right. We're going to stop doing it. So the last I last news article I read, they were definitely trying to find someone to pick them up. I haven't seen anything since. I hope they work because I mean it's a great piece of equipment. It really is. It's interesting. Um, you know the the content's supposed to be good. The the machine itself is really people have great results. It's just expensive, and yeah. I think it's a it's a very niche piece of equipment. They don't have any other modalities, so it's I think it's hard for people to justify. I think they're I don't don't quote me on this, but I think their fee is bumping up to close to sixty bucks a month for the thing. Wow! And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I think they're having, having a hard sell. They're kind of stuck in the middle between other options. Right. Um. Yeah. So, uh, the there's a Peloton uh, group called Pelo Buddy. They they're like almost like a news. They're not the news. They're kind of a blog slash website slash. Um. Uh. They do a podcast as well, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um. But they come up with interesting stuff around Peloton. They're reporting that Peloton's hiring more gaming experts oh. and hints towards some multiplayer gaming. I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, imagine gamifying fitness a little bit more so that we could like game against each other while getting exercise right. on these pieces of equipment. I thought that's kind of neat. I know there's some stuff supposedly coming from Echelon. I know it's in the pipeline. I'm mean, anxious to see it. Um, I know there's some demos that were done with some folks. And I can't, you know, I don't know the details of it, but, uh, would love to kind of see what they're coming out with soon. It'd be nice to, to have some different ways to excite people on the bike. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this. Is it form or forme? F-O-R-M-E. Um, I'm not sure how they actually pronounce themselves. They actually have kind of flipped the other way and said, hey, we're going public. Okay. Okay. All right. They're going public. <laughs> um, their model, also interesting. Um, it's like they have some equipment, but it's also... It's $399 a month. Yeah, 
Yeah, just wow. a little bit. Sorry, and my shocked face. I was like, exactly, I have no words. Exactly. <laughs> but it's it's kind of like you get live personal trainers mm-hmm. involved. So it's like one-on-one training. Oh, wow. Um, but I, from what I read, I don't know if I have this 100% right, but it's like one hour a week of personal direct training. And I'm like, okay, seems a little on the steep side to me, but maybe I'm not their target. So, wow. We shall see. I don't know. It seems like a lot. Would you? Would yes. You, if, you, if you could, let's just say you could have 101 with your favorite echelon trader. Mm. Would you pay a premium for that? What I consider a premium or what other people consider let's, a let's premium? Say, let's say it was, I don't want to give a number. Let's say okay, it was gotcha. a little bit of a stretch for you, but you could still do it. You'd have to maybe give out some other things. Yeah, um, just because I know other people have and they've gotten some really good benefits from it. But I would only do it because I already know and love our instructors. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do it just for some random person that i don't trust like you can already kind of pick which instructor would fit you one-on-one yeah like you know not anything bad with anyone you can just find who's your who's your vibe and who's your you know or who (laughs) who's gonna maybe you feel like you can get away with stuff but this other person they're not gonna let me get away with stuff Mm. so maybe i actually work out with them because i'm a little scared of them I'm not Got naming it. names, Jayma. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't feel like she's going to take excuses. No, I don't think so. She's got a poor boy. She can't take excuses in her life. Exactly. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't make her better or worse than anybody. Nope. Just for me and my tendency to goof off, I might need somebody who's a little more like, let's get to business. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, fair. Yeah. Totally fair. I get that. Yeah, anyway, I thought that was an interesting little model. All right. Yeah. Uh, Sugarbot. Sugarbot Ooh. is an app. Yeah. Sugarbot. Sugarbot, Sugarbot, Sugarbot. I'm thinking song. sugar babies and sugar daddies. So I'm just like all sugared up over here. I'm guessing it's not about that. I like to have a Sugarbot. Uh, no, it's a. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are a calorie and sugar tracking app. Uh, they now have an Apple Watch version, though. Oh. Um, I didn't get the details on how much it costs or anything like that, but um, it really it, it like, lets you track basically everything on your Apple mm. Watch. Um, what do you think of that? I mean, I don't know. Are you a tracker? No. Or would you be a tracker? I'm it really not. It is scientifically not. proven to actually be one of the things that consistently helps people to lose and keep weight off. Keeping a food diary, tracking calories or meals or whatever, however, whatever you want to do is science. I know the research. I know it is one of the founding foundations of success. Okay. And I can't make myself do it. It feels like doing math homework. I just, I hate it. I, I, I've used my fitness pal. They make it easy peasy. You can even yeah. scan stuff in. I am just so anti doing it. Um, when I had a health coach, I did it for a year. It worked great. Um, as soon as I stopped working with him, I was like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. And I just, I can't. Can't. Yeah, I know. I, I, hate I struggle it. with it too. I get it works. I'm glad you said that. I, it you works. Know these things. I don't it works. Anything. Yep. Um, but I, I just can't bring myself to do it. I'm yeah. pretty 
disciplined when I want to be. Like, you know, mm. right now I'm in a disciplined mode right now. And yeah. I'm pretty, been pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, but just the fact, writing it down feels like it's punishing myself. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel punished. I don't want to feel like, I don't know. Well, maybe I, that's it. Well, yeah. I don't like to tell myself no which is a problem yeah. in a lot of areas, um, <laughs> which thankfully I love the exercise because that's not telling myself no, that's telling myself, yes, mm -hmm. you can exercise. Yeah. Um, that's the key I've learned there. Um, so maybe I need to learn to say yes to certain foods instead of like no to certain things. But mm -hmm. I don't like to tell myself no. And when I write down what I had for breakfast and lunch and then I come to dinner and I'm looking at what's going to fit in, I have to tell myself no. And that right there is where Mare just... Jump yeah. ship. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's, yeah. I, I was just curious what your thoughts are on it because it's a. Uh, I hate uh, it. For, it works. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> if you can <laughs> do it, it, it works, do, do it. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Oh, absolutely. Um, related to that, I read a little, a little uh, articles on a Fit Insider. Uh, 60, did you know that 60%? You probably know this already, but I'm going to tell you anyways. 60% of our calories consumed by Americans come from ultra processed foods. I don't doubt it. Yeah. 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 When you think about it. Yeah. And what percent are considered obese? What do you think? Oh, gosh. You probably know this better. I don't for sure. But. Ballpark. Man. Over 50, I'd say. Yeah, you're right. 70. Yeah. 70. I was going to so, say 75. Darn it. And part of it's, um, I mean, yeah. so related to it, it's food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got to shop the outside of the store. Mm, fill the basket with that first. Yeah. yeah. Do you think the grocery stores are going to get smart and, 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 and screw that all up? <laughs> like, oh, we're going to put the, put the, the ring dings right next to the uh, well, produce. They're already <laughs> smart because they, you get all your basket of healthy food and stuff. And then you get up there and they're like, oh, we have these cakes set out that are reduced price or that, you know, and you've been so mm. good. So you're like, oh yeah, I can have one thing or I can add mm. this or that. I got tomatoes. Um, now I want the coffee cake. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, and we eat on the go so much. Everything you eat on the go is is going to be processed. Yeah. So I know it's tricky. Yeah. Traveling when I do when I travel, it's tricky to mm -hmm. figure that out. But you have I, to. Prepare I, I, I've been buying ahead. a lot of, and I know these are, in a way, they're processed. But I buy like there's a lot of certain bars that I'll get. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, uh, Non-sponsored. The one I call Bobos. I like those a lot. Mm -hmm. they're almost they're almost muffin like that, but not denser than that mm -hmm. but i can eat those and it's like a, i'm fine it's like a full meal for me and so yeah. i've been grabbing a bunch of those when, when i travel and that's what i'll have for not every meal but most of my meals instead of like mm -hmm. swinging by a fast food joint I'll well that's one of those. it that's yeah. better um, oh totally yeah, yeah i mean it's better there's no question it's just you know i can't yeah. really go and cut up a salad in the car you know it doesn't really work that way I just, I think back to, you know, pioneer times where you had a little bit of sugar and that had to last you all year. And now mm. I don't know, we all eat like over, Crazy. I don't know, three Crazy pounds of sugar. sugar each year or something. I don't, yeah. I'm not a dietitian. Do not at me, <laughs> but it's a lot of sugar. It's a heck of a lot of sugar. I think it's a fair statement. It's a lot of <laughs> yeah, sugar. It's a lot of sugar. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's all I had really for interesting news, Meredith. Okay. I think it's a, let's zip on over to the old echelon news. Oh um, what do you goodness. got? A couple of notes, but nothing too crazy. You probably have more news than I do. Well, um, 
I, I've heard about these circuit breaker row classes. I haven't oh, done one yet. I have not heard about them. Tell me more. Short burst of rowing drills mixed with strength. Hmm. So yeah, people are, people are liking them. Um, okay. I, I actually rode, but it was a low impact row with Amber the other night. Right. And I just can't stress that enough. How amazing that was. Yeah. Um, because I've not been using my rower as much as I should. It's out on the cold porch and it's like uh, 27 degrees. And so the bike and the tread and the reflect um, are just warmer and <laughs> fit pass. Yeah. It's just nicer to do it in the house. And so I didn't want to go with a 30 minute, like <laughs> even a circuit breaker row or anything. And that low impact was just exactly what I needed that day. And yet my arm's a little sore and I wasn't even like using high resistance or anything. Um. Reed had a Motown 30 uh, nice. that was really good. Really, really good. Um, and then Bike Email made the funniest post about how when they high five people, each high five kind of has a different meaning. And I was like, this is me exactly. Like, high yeah. five. I used to live in that town 20 years ago. Like, high five. I love that sports yeah. team. High five. Your leaderboard name's cool. You know, high five. Your dog's cute. Give it a boot. You know, I just, so if you're, go look on the Echelon page and, and uh, look up that high five meetings because that That's really, funny. I yeah. love when people are creative like that, but we it's so true. There's different emojis you can use. There's like, there's what, three. three or four. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and sometimes I hit one accidentally. So yeah. at least there's yeah. no thumbs down one because goodness knows. <laughs> one of these. <laughs> Um, Ashley Kelly is, is leaving Echelon. Sorry, I, I'm laughing at something Sheldon, a gesture he just made to me, yeah. not about Ashley leaving, because yeah. I know people are upset about that. Yeah. Um, but she's moving back to the British Virgin Islands, so mm -hmm. can't be too sad, because that's that's got to be pretty great for yeah. her. It's, it's for um, family, so yeah. I, I can understand that. Um, which this will come out after this, but February 26th is going to be her day of, um, farewell rides. Okay. And, and I think maybe, a, I'm not sure if it's stride and different things too. Um, maybe a fit pass class, but that she's going to have a row just like they've done for Mari. And so like her best classes and things are going to be there. So all the people who, you know, love, um, riding and striding and we just gotten her on the bike not that long ago so um i did i think maybe we're, we're, are we a curse Meredith? <laughs> well i might have gotten a message from lily goodwin uh good lily on the leaderboard and said hey could you stop interviewing instructors because <laughs> they leave and I was like, We've oh, my it, gosh, I thought the same thing. Okay. Not, not to jinx us at all, mm. but Vanden, uh -huh. uh, Ashley, mm -hmm. and then, uh, sorry, I'm forgetting. I'm, I'm blanking. Um, Nick, not Nick. Mari. Um, who? Mari. Mari. But we were Mari a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, we did the Hagers recently. after they left. So uh, there was one recently. He was a Chattanooga instructor. Had his own little oh, company. Oh, Nick Carrier. Nick, I want to say Rick. Roger Rick. That's yeah, Nick. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Nick. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah there we... was, was almost right after the interview. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. Oh, I mean, boy. did we get Ashley thinking about her home life and what it was like on the island? And then don't she's you like, lay this on my feet? Don't you lay this on my feet? I don't know. But other no. people have noticed too, no. Shelton. <laughs> no, 
well it's all love we please don't want anyone to leave we've we've just interviewed someone and if they leave i think everyone will kill us and we will have no more podcasts so don't even speak i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say it okay um so that's that's what i have is that did you have something else Um, okay I saw that Echelon started doing some writer testimonial things. I oh, saw one yes. of those posted today. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was, her name was Kristen. I don't. I didn't know her. Um, mm-hmm. Her her story was up there. It was kind of nice. And there's, look at the hope we'll be doing more of those. I like that. Did I see? Now I don't really ride much with Manny Lopez. Mm-hmm. Did I see he like changed his hair like dramatically? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, looked, it looked kind of cool. I don't know. I was like, hey, hey, who was that? New? Is that a new instructor? I'm like, oh, it's Manny Lopez. I'm like, oh. Is, did he always have that hair? Like, no, nope. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, I thought yeah. that was kind of fun. Yeah, his rides are um, high energy too. If you yeah. really love that high energy, um, he's pretty great. And he's got like, you can triple. I can't remember what day it is, like Thursdays or something. Ooh, it's just, like the, the Tri Man. Yeah, yeah. Many Tri. All right. So, well, what do you got for shout outs? Do you have your shout out list and your fun I names do. Um, I've got some fun names. I have B. More, M O O R E, like as in okay. a last name. Be more accountable. Ah, like, I like it. E moose, and so now I'm looking for squirrel. I'm like, we got moose. We need squirrel. <laughs> this one was my favorite. It's sprinkles, and then in the comment line said, "I can buy myself donuts." And if you know the Miley Cyrus song that has been going around, "I can buy myself flowers," that was just I sang, "I can buy myself donuts." Um, and then Hufflepuffle gave me three that are really good. Okay. Sask, watch. Oh, yes. Hangry hippo <laughs> and pork chop mama. Nice. So it's kind of like pig mom. You know, she, she told that one to pig mom and is like, I'm stealing that for the podcast, but I will credit you. All right. Let's get to some hundreds. Hit it. We have Claire on fire. Mama loops. And Jennifer Newton Guevara, 100 Rides. Swimmer to Spinner, 100 Rows. Suds Lady, 100 Rows. Brina Reynolds, 100 Fit Pass. Um, someone the other day mentioned something about a, a 20 ride shirt, and everyone corrected them, said, nope, not a 20 ride. 100 rides. 100 rides. And you will get an email, or if it goes to spam or you don't get it, just screenshot it and send it to customer service or message them on Facebook, yeah. and they will get with you. It seems like that message still isn't quite getting out there. there I always see a lot of people I saying- don't really, They don't really advertise it or anything, right? It's like, usually, yeah. it, you, you'll, I didn't even, like, I, actually, I remember it's been so long ago. When we first got, I can't remember if it just something came and said, hey, you have a t-shirt and a hundred ride t-shirt. Well, like when that. we did it, they didn't do it yet. So like I got my hundred rides one. t-shirt when I was at like 800 rides. Like they had, they didn't start it right at the beginning. I had mine pretty early. Did you? Oh. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Definitely. I wondered, I yeah, know. maybe just, maybe I caught the, the wave right or something. I don't know. Maybe. Um. Because there were a lot of people going, wait, I haven't got one. And I'm at, you know, 500 yeah. rides, 600 <laughs> rides. And um, yeah. Uh, 200 rides. Terry Brackney, Christopher Graham Capel, Beth Rides, uh, Robert Strangerone, Ashley Scott, Sean Simmons, Alaska Mom, 
Oh, that Alaska Mom's 300 rides. Sorry. And then Kelly Cole is 200 Reflect, which is really awesome. Um, Happy Chat, 300 rides. Jukebox Generation, 300 strides, which is incredible Mm -hmm. to me. Ashley Marsh, Jim with a Canadian flag. Juanice Anatoni, AZ Wildcat, Knight Rider Double Zero, Dr. Microbe, and Sunshine Girl with a Canadian Dr. flag. Dr. Oh. Microbe sounds like a villain. Well, Dr. Sounds Microbe like, coming your way. What was that Mario Brothers game? Was that Dr. Microbe? I'm, uh, with the no, little Dr. Pills? Mario. It's called Dr. Mario. Oh, it's called Dr. Mario. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, 400 rides for all those people, which is really awesome. Nice job. Um, halfway to the cube, uh, Snowy Jin V, Jin Ganot, and Muriel, 500 rides. Boston Scott, 600 rides. Duchess of Luff, 600 rides, 800 workouts. Just Get Dancy, 600 workouts. Steph H, 700 rides. And fellow Oklahoman, Dr. Mover 750 rides. If you're from Oklahoma and I know it, you get an extra special shout out. That's just my own bias. Um, Shannon V. Garten, 800 rides. Joanne Peach, 800 workouts, 100 strides. Mick Sweaty, 900 workouts. MJM09, 1000 workouts. GZIP, 1000 workouts. Chandra Booker, 1,000 rides. This is a big one. Peggy Hemstock, 1,000 fit pass. Nice. Kenya D, 1,000 workouts. DVB, 1,000. Dog Mama 4, 1,000. Leah Bia, 1,000. Lisa Gulias, 1,000. Ty in the Six, who I actually got to meet in person last week along with his wife, Candice. Um, 1,100 rides. Nice. And Lala, who I've met a few times, 1,300 rides, 200 fit pass. Now, she called her own self out for slacking on the fit pass. We know she does a lot on the side, but I was kind of surprised she didn't have more fit pass than that. Um, Alana Banana, 1,300 rides. And Bikey Mel, 1,400 rides. Mm-hmm. Racking them up. I know. There are so many cube celebrations. So many people going, um, uh, Dog Mama 4, Terry Dillman, she went to Chattanooga and got her cube, did her cube celebration there with uh, Eden. It was really awesome. Very cool. I think that's cool. cool. All right. Fun stuff. Okie dokie. How about our snack downs, Meredith? How are we doing here? All right. Well, we did the Tabata. Yeah, I think I did thirty-minute Tabata versus plank, uh, five one-minute one planks. Minute planks. So, I think it was unfair mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people said if it was a twenty-minute Tabata, which I did this morning with Jamie and was amazing, okay. they would have picked it. We still tied. Oh, but I'll take a tie. I think I think you should have maybe one <laughs> if, I, okay. if if one wasn't quite a big because even ren okay when an instructor gets on and says planks are easier <laughs> it's like yeah okay that's why i picked them ren <laughs> <laughs> oh, i ain't no dummy <laughs> ain't no dummy i was born yesterday all right and we had another snack down we had double snack down stack yes up there. 
Italian versus lobster. We had two fence sitters, Rosa and Kira, who both said lobster ravioli. That doesn't, yeah, they're, they're, those are null. You got to null them out. <laughs> I just gave us each a point. Oh, fair enough. It's yeah, same thing. I, I gave us each point so that way it looks like, you know, we get all the votes counted. Back them all up, yeah. All the um, points. <laughs> yes. So Lobster won by three votes. Oh, okay. I was kind of surprised. I wasn't. Oh, were you not? <laughs> but your, your friend from Maine, Joan, she's like, Italian. I'm not picking lobster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were from Maine. I suppose Maine writers vote. No, they'll pick Italian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, sure. yeah, it was right. uh, it was fun. So, for once, Mary actually did the homework Look and then you. actually tallied them up. I like it. I like it. We're going it's incredible. We're going to have like three or four to write a report on. I know. All right. Let's do a new one, Meredith. Let's go. Okay. Here it comes. All right. You know, we're going to do the game show music. That's right. Welcome to Super X and Not Too Serious Bike That Goes Over Podcast. Stack down. I got that down. I got that. I love I it. it. Crushing it, Nair. Nailed it. All right. So I figured I didn't even write down my answer for this yet. I just voraciously researched right before we started recording. Oh, awesome. Okay. But it's a good one. I think okay. it's a good one. All right, Meredith. February, among mm-hmm. many things, mm-hmm. is Great American Pie Month. Oh yes, Meredith. Okay, Great American Pie Month. You heard me right. I'm in. So you can choose. Okay, any kind of pie, sweet, savory. All of them. I no, no you have to pick one. Well, yeah, this, this is a one. This is a one pie choice, Meredith. This is what we got here. Um, any kind of pie you want. So that's the that's the deal. Mm-hmm. Use a little tension. All right. I want to know, Meredith. What is the undisputed, undefeated champion pie. Well, mm-hmm. I would normally say lemon blueberry. Okay. But I made a lemon meringue pie last okay. week, and it was like one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. Okay. Uh, not, not just hashtag humble brag. So I'm going to say lemon meringue. Lemon meringue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am not going to say lemon meringue. I don't really care for meringue pies. Well, I don't either, but this meringue I made was really yeah. good. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I make a killer apple pie. I really do. Oh, but I'm not going to yeah. choose it. It is not oh. my favorite. Oh, that's that's all American. I know it is, Meredith. I know. And it probably, <laughs> if you ask most people, mm-hmm. it would probably, I'd probably just win with that. But I, mm-hmm. I have to go with my favorite. This is how okay. this works. Okay. And it's close. It's either chocolate cream pie mm-hmm. or coconut cream pie. <gasps> coconut cream pie is my dad's favorite, and his birthday's this weekend, so I love we'll be it. having that. Yes. I love it. So it is kind of a fencer for me. Mm-hmm. I am going to choose, though, a good chocolate cream pie. Okay. I think you have yeah, a better I, shot of winning with that <laughs> than coconut. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, coconut so is a my... divisive flavor. But. Yeah, that's and that was my mm. reasoning there. Though I love yeah. coconut cream pie, I also love chocolate cream pie, and it's gonna yeah. be a, gonna be a good one though. I don't want it to. I don't want a skin on top of the pudding. No, it, no, it's gonna be no no skin allowed on the, on the on the chocolate cream pie. No, no cafeteria pudding pie. No, exactly. It's gotta be done well. I don't want one too dense or too moussey either. Mm-hmm. I want. The Goldilocks of chocolate cream pies. It's got to be right. I won't eat it. 
That's the way it is. Uh, and uh, and even the, the crust could a crust can go either way. It could be graham cracker crust or it could be regular crust. I, I'm kind of okay. different on that. We won't yeah. tie you down to crust. Choose Don't your own crust. crust. Chocolate cream pie. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, I did see you. Your your lemon meringue pie looked really, really good. It was just the right amount of tartness that yeah. I mean made you pucker, but you liked it. Okay, um, I like it. Yeah, like it was. It. it was. I'm pretty proud of it. I like. You I might be. go into business and just make lemon meringue pies. I wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure this is my life's mission now. Do a side, do a side business first. Let's, let's, let's nope. not abandon nope. all hope. All lemon meringue pie all day. <laughs> Quitter job, but an extra oven pie as it is. Uh, I want boy. chocolate cream. Nope, we're doing nope. lemon meringue. Lemon meringue, what you get? I'm allergic. I ordered pecan. Eat the lemon meringue. Okay. Really, I should have picked pecan pie. Oh my goodness! I do like, but pecan I only pie. like it one time. Like, if you tried to offer me pecan pie right now, I'm kind of like, what? It's February. It can be. It what? can be over the top. It can be well, sickeningly sweet. I I love that. It's just I associate it with fall, and I don't well, really want it any other time of year. Kind of like pumpkin or sweet potato. I see. It's. I see I'm what just. You're saying. I don't know. Maybe I'm being. I don't know. Seasonist or something. I, I don't know. Let's make it a new thing. It's you're entitled to like pie any way you like it. That's fair. Okay. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, we have an opportune moment here, Merritt, to to Mm -hmm. plug our other podcast. We probably should. Oh yes. So if you're into baking, folks, just saying, if you're into baking in the Great British Bake Off, which is a very, very, very good show. If you haven't watched it, it's factually fantastic. Mm -hmm. Merritt and I and another friend Allison do a podcast called. Scrummy handshakes. If you know Great British Bake Off, you'll know where scrummy and the handshake comes from. Yeah. Anyways, come listen to that. You, if you like us so much, you want to hear more, we do that one once a week. And uh, we have a good time. We have a good time with that it's one. It's delicious. And, it's uh, worth the it calories. Is. It's worth the cal- every minute. All right, Meredith, it's time for us to bid ourselves adieu as usual. And um, I just want to say to you a very humble and Bike ridden by bike. Bye bike. Bye. Bye bike. Damn it, you cut me off midstream. Well, it's pretty clear to me. The world takes itself too seriously. Take a ride with Shelly Mare on a bike that goes nowhere. If it's pretty clear to you, won't you be less serious too? Ride with Shelly Mare on a bike that goes nowhere.